0: Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electrival. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying. Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Hold up. What is it? I'm so sorry. Is something wrong? No, 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 not at all. Quite the opposite. I know this is your thing.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: But I need to let our listeners know something really important. Going from now until the 31st, we are hosting a giveaway for the new Hugo Brassleaf Walnut Display Dice Tray on our Twitter. Signed by the cast and courtesy of C4 Labs.
0: Oh! You sound excited!
1: Of course I'm excited! Everyone should be! This is wonderful! You can also order this Dice Tray on C4 Labs website in two different styles, using our promo code to get 10% off in addition to complimentary free shipping.
0: This is incredible! And I'm sure many folk listening right now are already signing up, but we also owe them a show, do we not?
1: You're right, we do. I'm, I'm just uh, gonna go grab some water.
0: Yeah, you do that, buddy. <sighs> the guy's a lunatic. Anyway, back to the show. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival.
2: This episode is sponsored by C4 Labs, makers of amazing tabletop gaming accessories. For a limited time, you can use the code Carnival during checkout and receive 10% off. That is Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps. C4 Labs offers free shipping in the US, so it's a great way to treat yourself and directly benefit our show. Check out their new walnut display dice tray with special pockets for each die in your set. You can find it and other products at c4labs.com. The link is in the description.
0: Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin!
1: We begin today, in the city of Electroval. There exist many brothels, casinos, houses of pleasure, whether your vice be that of substance, of entertainment, or of, well, closer contact. How bloody that may be? Well, that depends on where you are in the city. But where we are, as the party, is in the spirit ward. The highest point that is the cream and cherry Headquarters of the open face of the Twisted Dagger, Granbury, Caledonia. Her private club of sin and vice, offering you whatever pleasure you could seek. And what's more is that her eyes that have been cast upon all of you. Making your way upstairs, led by Andre, and having departed from your ally Dimitri with promises of uh, later collaboration. Yenden, Hugo, you follow the Lavender Tiefling Escort, Andre, up the last flight of stairs, exiting from the sort of upper balcony of the casino level, where you begin to leave most of those sounds behind. The hallway, the landing that you come onto, is dressed in much, I don't want to say fine, but they are fine albeit old and dilapidated, small stains creeping at the edges and the occasional tear with the sign of age. Oriental-styled rugs kind of drape along the floor and the scent of lavender and frankincense drift in the air, creating a sort of musky, aromatic sensation. The hallway here is lit by low electric lanterns that burn without any shading on them. And the doors, many of them, are curtained as well. As you can hear the sound of excitement and pleasure deeper along the sides of this hallway that's presented before you. But Andre continues leading on and says, This is our entertainment suite. If you are looking for any uh, companionship or other physically related services, we have a number of escorts that... uh, well, their services are complimentary upon your special membership with Lady Caledonia. Of course, if you uh, would be willing to perhaps tip them a little bit more, you may expect better treatment. But know that at the baseline, uh, these are the Twisted Daggers' finest escorts. Of course, sir, you are looking for uh, your ears, which you said were in a jar. Yes. And how many did you estimate again?
2: Uh, 20.
1: 21. All right. Um, If you will follow me this way, I do believe that Lady Caledonia described a figure of at least uh, your description, um, Mr. Brassleaf, uh, and is expecting your party. I'm sure that she'll be quite happy to hear that you were able to make it. Um, Oh, Hello, um, sorry, I, I didn't catch your name again. Um, are you with the party, uh, Bugbearer, dear? Dave? Uh,
3: well, well, Dave,
1: um, if you're with, with the party, uh, that's fine. If you, you're interested in any of the, uh, companion sweets, I can recommend a few of my companions as... Is when he's kind of cut off. You see another figure approaching him. Not stout as a halfling, but a bit taller. You see a very fine... Somewhat barbed-looking beard. As a figure steps forward, dressed in a fine tie, a hat, and a tuxedo vest. Well, hello there. Welcome. Oh, hello, Andrea. Do not need to worry yourself here. Your services are granted enough. Uh, Lady Caledonia needed uh, me personally to escort her fine crew. You see this very devilish-looking figure adjust their black shades... And you see that the eyes behind the shades are pitch black as well.
0: Can we recognize, like, what kind of effect that this might be? Or, like, what, what, like, why would somebody have eyes like that?
1: I mean, hmm. Maybe with some time you spent in the College of the Macabre, you could roll an Arcana check.
0: All right. <laughs> it's a seven. I don't know anything.
1: He is a very strange figure with this very long, very, very elegant beard that drifts down and these sort of very sharp features that almost seem ceramic in places. My name is Korovich. I am, as you might say, the one who runs the tables here at the Twisted Daggers Cream and Cherry. Go on, Andre. I, I, I believe that uh, if you're worried about destiny, we'll uh, get it sorted enough. Um, in, indeed. Mr. Corvitch, but sure, I can't get a moment with the lady. No, I don't think you can, but I appreciate you trying. So long. Well, well, well. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. Greetings, Mr. Hugo Brassley. Oh my, I must say that uh, I've been a fan since your career began. And you see, he extends a hand to you, Hugo. I'll shake it. He grabs it and he does it in a very polite gentlemanly manner. He has like a strong firm handshake. It's not so much that he's trying to like crush your hand but he's trying to do that firm thing. The real disconcerting thing though is his nails aren't even like nails that grow off of his skin they're actually like sort of chitinous plates that are built into the ends of his finger and the sort of contact of them even though he's not like digging them into you is just kind of disconcerting unexpected. It's like you're shaking hands with like an insect or something like that.
4: Whoa. Okay.
1: And he, like, adjusts his, like, pitch black spectacles. Well, then. Ah, I take it that you're not here for the, uh, pleasuring. Um, and I take it that you've had your fair run at my tables downstairs. Come, Lady Caledonia's expecting you. I thought I was going to the lost and found. Oh, trust me. Everything that's lost in this part of the city, one way or another, she finds...
3: Mm.
2: I will follow.
1: Indeed. <laughs> I didn't catch your name. You seem familiar.
2: I'm Flint. Hmm.
1: A strong name. Are you a fighter, Flint? Ever spent time in a, a fighting pit?
2: Yes. Hmm.
1: Well, if you're ever looking to make a little bit of coin, maybe you should have talks of your own. In a creature of the swamp i say that with no disrespect Uh, that shows your fortitude for survival and and navigation to find your way to this fine establishment you said your name was dave
0: yep
3: it's dave
1: dave and he extends his chitinous hand upwards a small devilish bearded form
4: At least you can stay 10 feet away and still shake
1: his uh hand.
0: (laughs) When I shake his hand, I want to do a little test. I'd like to kind of quietly cast a little bit of Druidcraft. And basically the idea is if the mushrooms, like if they grow like slightly richer, then they're growing on like dead material. I just kind of want to use it as a little test of if he's undead. Can I do it like that?
1: Roll, are you trying to do this subtly a little bit? Or are you trying to like put on some sort of show like you cover your hand in mushrooms as you extend it?
0: Yeah, I kind, I, I kind of want it like, I kind of, I kind of want to do it like a little bit jokingly, but in the side, using it as a little bit of a test.
1: He, like, oh, he, you say
0: he, I'm a creature of the swamp? Here you go.
1: Like he, he genuinely like raises his uh, sort of, are they eyebrows? It's hard to exactly say. <laughs> um, with a look of impressive, I appreciate the flair sort of look as he uh, extends uh, his hand forward with a devilish grin. And the sensation that when the mushrooms kind of come in contact to him and some of them begin to kind of grow along the edges, Mm -hmm. any that begin to grow along the edges of his skin seem to almost wilt and die instantly. The little bit of sort of lichen, like frost, seeming to be repulsed by this individual's physiology.
3: Interesting. This
1: thing is alien to whatever you've dealt with before. Ooh, That's, uh, hefty. It's almost as if, like, you can feel, like, the mushroom's just growing sick, trying to be in that proximity to him. But as he adjusts himself, it. he says, Well, come along. It's only one more step away. And down the hall. And Korovich will lead you forward. That's He leads you please, past destiny. a couple of these rooms. Uh, you can see some of the curtains are a little bit loose. I don't know if anyone's trying to peek in. Um maybe to any of the empty rooms, you think. But you do come to another flight of stairs that goes up this sort of very tall five-story building, maybe six if you include, the, if there's an attic to it. And as you come upstairs, the sound of music grows a bit stronger here. But rather than being a discordant sort of all these musicians playing in all different corners, there's actually like a sort of live band at one end. Finally dressed, though, carrying uh obviously second hand instruments that have been polished but their dents still evident the interior of this space is made as lavish as it could if decorated with faded silks looted treasure and l- lowly burning candles a big chandelier kind of hangs in the center of the space clearly not a fixture that originally came with this house but It is impressive nonetheless, sitting among a pile of of bags. And you can sometimes see like cut purses, looted items, some weapons, some crates sitting on a rather regal looking throne, perhaps something that was once a theater prop is a small halfling form dressed in a different outfit than you saw before. You see that uh, her hair is all done up and is bright red at the tips of it. She's wearing a sort of black uh, top hat, maybe almost indicative of a widow, but clearly more for festive flair than not. Um, A sort of laced corset that kind of holds her waist and bosom high and uh, a short uh, dress that comes down into laced leggings that turn into bright red heels that match the ends of her tied up hair. And as you see she is leaning over at one end chained to a sort of neck collar like some sort of show animal are two humanoid figures one of them is a very beautiful looking male elf who just kind of hisses in your direction (laughs) while the female orcish form completely bald head just kind of looks at you with a sort of alien mentality as she's just sprawled flat lying in a small pool of water as she just kind of acknowledges you and rests her chin at the edge of the pool and a voice that you recognize reeks out oh my goodness and I was starting to think that you weren't able to show up gotta say I'm really happy you didn't die hello Hugo someone died Oh my goodness, if it is not Flint the Skullcrusher. I saw you hanging around there, but I thought you were a bit of a boozer. What brings you all the way around here? I could have sworn they had a different big guy in their little little masquerade.
2: (laughs) You offered? I killed him. Hmm. Well, I gotta do, say, do I did not... Do I have my previous body's ear on me, or did that also get no, taken? No, you put that in the jar. Fuck. <laughs> mm.
1: Gone. <clears throat> I will say, though, Miguel. She, like, looks down, and she kind of, like, pulls the chain attached to her throne that the uh, the uh, elven man's at. That is no way to treat guest. I am so sorry. He did not... uh it isn't quite serving time for him yet, and he's usually not very friendly with outsiders. Sit down, be a good kitty. And the but... figure just kind of, like, leaps up and just kind of, like, a cat bends, like a sort of panther, maybe, bends along the back of the throne and just kind of eyes you suspiciously. And she walks away.
0: I hope it's it's not too rude to ask. Have those two been using substances? They don't act like you're... They're... Uh, I don't know how Oh no, you don't like... worry
1: about You don't worry about the two of them They're well taken care of uh, I will take care of my own here And uh, once you get associated with me I'll make sure that uh, I take care of you as well
0: <laughs> Can I try oh. to do an insight check On those two guys To see what's up with them Because that's definitely not typical humanoid behavior
1: <laughs> Yeah, and like May like, like. mentioned, like they're dressed, they're dressed like as As in very fine They're dressed in very fine Sort of silks like sort of golden laced brought up. They're not dressed sort of exotically the same way that you saw the escorts dressed. They're dressed as like, you would imagine someone on show basically, but they have these sort of spiked collars around their neck and are behaving like the woman, the orcish woman seems to be behaving like Mm -hmm. a crocodile. And the uh, elven man seems to be behaving like some sort of large cat. It's Uh, Go ahead roll an insight check.
0: Not typical. So I want to see if it's this is
2: like
0: <laughs> drugs or some spell. I don't know.
2: All right, that's torture. a fifteen.
1: Looking in the eyes of this uh, elven man, looking into it, the eyes are that of a humanoid, but somehow looking at them, there's just such a bestial nature behind them. You feel almost sort of mesmerized, like the same way like if you were looking at a panther's eyes. As if you're almost being drawn into them, like <laughs> oh <my> something <laughs> is up. Something is up with this person's mind. You're not sure what it is. You don't know if this is a spell or mm-hmm. if it is some creepy long-term brainwashing. But this person is—it's not even really a person behind there. It's—it's it's the mind of a wild cat, a wild animal, you know, that is presented as show. Yep. And she and she just creepy. looks at you. And she looks at all you and says, of course, you yeah. I'm hoping our relationships might be a little bit, uh, easier going than I've had of some. Oh, hi, Hugo. Hugo just shakes his head. You know, out of everyone I was hoping to survive my little game I played for you, I was really hoping you'd find a way to squeeze out of there with your beats. Maybe later I'll show you how to use them.
4: You say that like you wanted me. If you really wanted me alive, you didn't really have to throw me in that situation in the first place. I don't call that healthy.
1: What that shows me is that you're a survivor. And the problem is, is if I start bringing on folk who don't know how to survive, then I'm putting money, I'm putting trust in business interests that aren't worth it. But I could tell you're maybe a little bit perturbed by some of my methods, but I can assure you we're way past the might say game of it and she's kind of like she's she's like walking up to you Hugo like do you take a step back or no I'm gonna stay on my ground so she likes looks at your sort of fine you know musician's collar like dress outfit and she kind of like straightens your collar out a bit as she's just kind of walking around and almost studying you and then she snaps her attention to soup now you are another interesting factor you present yourself as a bit of a bit of a martyr, kind of like the uh, the other fella. My condolences, by the way, but uh, I could tell that uh, he was struggling a little bit in life. And truthfully, if you can't stand up to my test, then of course you coming right in here. I've heard of your reputation. Any souvenirs for a lady? I would, but they were all stolen downstairs. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna have to put a few folks onto that. I really appreciate you not raising my entire play space downstairs. That would that would lead to some very uh uncomfortable talks. But I understand a man like you, you take action. And I can show you that I'm a woman who takes action as well.
3: Hmm.
1: She's just kind of like studying your tattoos and stuff. Of course. And she does like a little bit of a twirl in her dress sort of her skirt kind of like sprawls out a little bit and comes to a rest as she does like a sort of twirl on the back of her heel and she starts walking backwards towards her throne you came here on my invitation cause you want to be able to talk a little bit of business and I saw what happened at the crocodile's ball gown the other evening and I think I might be able to help you get a couple answers, maybe a little bit more looks at Hugo, depending looking away on uh, what terms we feel comfortable with. For what I could tell, you're missing ears, not tongues. Speak up.
4: We <laughs> <laughs> want answers? Because I'll hold up the little bracelet. Time's ticking on these, and
1: Oof. You know, I might have a way of helping with that. I don't know how, how interested in it that you'd be, but remember, hey, Toric, yeah she speaks to like one of the folks like just kind of staffing along the edge this sort of very brawny apparently some sort of hired muscle she keeps nearby probably one of the two people you saw earlier you got that uh blade we used for uh you know old bill you know the one that was poking his business and ladies who weren't exactly willing do we still have that i'm sure it'll get through arms easily enough and he's like do you see the dude like looks around a pile of rubbish and he just pulls out a bloody cleaver (laughs) <laughs> you're in for something. I mean, it's just an option.
0: <laughs> I appreciate the Magic. offer, but I quite like my arms. I think they're 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 soft, and I'd like to keep well, them both.
1: Well, I can assure you, we got some mighty hell anesthetics. So if you're running close on the top talk- clock and need a little bit extra time and willing to lop off some sacrifices, I'd be happy to uh, provide that service for free. Just as an option, you can put that away. I'm sure old necessary. Bill's not coming around here no more <laughs> Long as we Don't got nothing to bring on. here
4: Long as we get the information we need That won't be necessary
1: Absolutely hm. Trying to trust the lie after all Well Here's my little situation Business I like to run is a bit of uh, Well, you seen it I like to play my games I like to make sure that My boys and my girls are well taken care of And my patrons are taken care of By them Twisted Dagger, we got a little bit of a a double reputation as well. I handle the business on the front, and an associate of mine, well, he kind of covers the books on the back. Sometimes folks need to go missing. Sometimes people need to be found. Sometimes secrets need to be made not so secret. And I'm sure that if uh, his old friend Cranberry went ahead and shot him a number, he'd be more than happy to provide his services to you. But, of course, this is business. I could use with a little bit of help myself. Something that, uh, well, my responsibilities have uh, been pulling me too tightly to be able to address directly. And I think I could really use the help of some, some strong adventurers. To lay a maybe a bit more gentle hand. Now now now. Hold on, she looks down at the uh woman. Cassandra Nope, stop chewing. Stop stop chewing on that fabric. You know, that's that's fine linen. I got that imported bot from the wasteland. Bad girl. She kinda like tugs at the collar and like this this woman who was like trying to root into a sort of pile of linens just kind of just Just Very emotionlessly just pulls its head away (sighs) She turns back to you I got A girl named uh, Destiny She's a bit of a a possession I don't exactly uh, Even at the patrons that come here I take care of uh, folks here My boys and girls, the best of the best But I keep a couple of them on reserve That way uh, Any folk like old Bill (laughs) Before I, well He lost his swing. Uh, Doesn't run the risk of uh, leaving, leaving the odd bruise. She is a beauty. And some misguided thoughts got into her head. Probably some patron I did not screen personally myself. Went in there and made her think it was a good idea to run off with my property. What property? A necklace. Very, very dear to me. I've been holding on to it for a while. But she went ahead and uh, scooped it up and I think that she's trying to skip town. Now I got an idea where she is, but I'm worried that if I send a couple of uh, folks, like my friend over there, she gestures towards the guy still holding the bloody cleaver. I'm just worried that what he brings back Ain't gonna be in the right frame of mind to, uh, you know, continue with their innocent pretty little self. What I could use is a couple of people convincing her that it is in her best interest to return what she mistakenly took. No hard feelings. And, well, to come home. Come back to her nice bed. Come back to her nice clothes.
2: So no skull crushing.
1: Oh, I would never do You take me as a barbarian, Mr. Flint. No, no, no. All I want to do is make sure that when she gets back, I take all those little nasty thoughts out of her head and put her back on the straight and narrow. Remind her what she's got here. Remind her what makes her happy. Would you be willing to help a girl out?
2: What would I get I from can- I don't Mm -hmm. need
1: answers. Well, you might not need answers, but if you're well, I can offer a few services here. But I could tell that you rejected a few of them downstairs. Word moves quickly around here. (laughs) I know the two of them are looking for answers with the little uh, tapping the little wrist. I just nod. If you'd be willing to help us out a teensy bit i'll be happy to answer whatever question you want and well on your retrieval of uh my sweet little destiny and uh, the necklace she took we might be able to enter some more uh, intimate uh, negotiations she eyes the one of you who she's obviously eyeing okay Looks like we got one in. Of course, he doesn't exactly seem like the gentle type. What about the two of you? Your game?
0: Soup. Looks at Gendon.
2: I'm gonna give her a look that's like, please don't leave me alone.
0: I'm in.
1: Nice. Very, very pleasant.
2: And what about you, hot
1: stuff?
4: One, don't call me that. Two, Ooh. something tells me.
1: Properly warned.
4: <clears throat> something tells me that if. if she was happy here, she would have stayed in the first place. Um,
1: the truth is, though, is that she was happy here, and I doubt she's any more happy in some uh, swampy den in the sunken part of the city. All I'm asking you to do is just remind her while she wants to come back. I'm sure that, uh, well, the longer you delay, the more likely someone less friendly than me is gonna get her, their hands on her.
4: Then we'll see. We'll visit. Hmm.
1: Of course. Maybe if you're not able to work out everything, maybe we could work out an arrangement of our own.
0: I'm just curious. When I cast Speak With Animals, am I speaking in common, and can others understand what I'm saying?
1: I would say that how it works is you are speaking in whatever tongue you would usually speak, but your words reach the minds of beasts.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Darn. I'm just picturing like whatever druid in whatever party just kinda like holding their arms out it and duck. I mean like
3: <laughs> <laughs> you could do that too. You could do that.
4: You could do that too if you want. I
0: oh, okay. don't
4: mind. Yeah, the rest of the um, party just kind of looking at him like, what the hell are you doing?
0: Cranberry, uh Miss Miss Cranberry. Mm. I was I was wondering if I could take a moment to introduce myself to your pets. You know you know my kind, I real 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 affinity with the natural world. It's always polite to say hello.
1: I know that they presence might seem a little bit uncomfortable, but I can assure you they're quite happy where they are. My uh well, let's just say that a while ago they were in a little bit of debt with Korvich. And uh Well he offered them a gamble, and this is the result. But I can assure you, they live comfortable human lives now.
0: Yeah, what? He's he's an interesting fella. Where did you, you meet him? Where's he from?
1: Oh, he's just an old friend. I'm, I'm not at liberty to discuss those details.
3: Mm, yeah. You yeah, always no speak pressure. to
1: him, though. He's a bit of a chatter. Really. But, Mr. Hugo, I'm speaking to you. Are you interested in helping a poor girl lost in very dangerous part of the city find our way home or would you rather maybe spend a little bit more time talking business with me in my well other office you like smiles she says that she i i don't know if hugo is like at all interested in like rolling insight or anything she is sending you a lot of strange signals
4: yeah, i can tell one of the signals she's sending but i can't quite tell what's what's gonna happen if i do
1: if you would like to roll insight you could
4: yeah let me roll insight
1: all right because i think hugo has dealt with like a lot of figures especially figures who are seemingly as manipulative as she can be
4: that is a 12.
1: you're getting like a lot of you know vibes like some of the advances she is making on you seem to almost be little bits of of probing and tests to kind of see how you react to her you would probably, I would say, with that, maybe since that there is also some genuine interest there. But she's trying to test the waters to see how you respond to her advances.
4: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Talk about advanced business dealings. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll
4: help the young girl. But who's to say she wants to come back at all? What, what happens then, hmm?
1: I can assure you that if she doesn't want to come back, if you could just retrieve my property, then I will say that that's a square deal. But I can assure you she's not going to be too happy uh, after a night and a half out in the city. She'll want to come back.
4: Then where do we find her?
1: Can I take it that you're in?
4: Yes. Alright then.
1: My Sweet Dear Destiny is located in the, uh, well, the sunken part of the city. About a, a few years ago, Electrival wanted to install a new storm drain on the, uh, on the Starlight District tier. The problem was that, it's where they opened it up, flooded part of the, uh, spirit ward. More water means more silt means more mud, which means less infrastructure. And there's an entire part of the city over there. I'm sure you may have seen it which is just sinking down into the swamp, I need you to go ahead and, uh, well, go to a sort of two-story shack where she's rumored to be seen around. And please do be careful with her. I don't know what sort of ruffians might have gotten their hands on her, but I can assure you that they do not play nice in that part of the city. Of course. What deal is a deal. And I will make my associate look for one answer of your choosing. Can't promise that, uh, depending on the scope of it, we might not be able to provide, but he's pretty capable. And if not, I can offer you the insurance of another free question.
2: Is this to me? Sorry. To the group of you.
1: Ah. She is offering to use her information network to investigate something for you.
0: Do we have to decide what our question is now, or can we possibly decide it on retrieval of your property?
1: Well, you could always wait on it, but that just means more time for the investigation to get started. Mm. I'm sure that uh, if you had an idea, we might be able to get it done by the time you get back. Depending on what information you're prying for.
4: Then give us a talk. Let us talk about this.
1: Oh, absolutely. Go take uh, I believe the room right down the steps to the left is a bit empty.
0: Alright, boys, let's huddle up.
1: Of course.
2: Don't um, look at me. Please, Why would I want anything to do with you guys?
1: And please, let me know if uh, we at the Cream and Cherry can provide you with uh, any drink, food, services.
4: <laughs> this is not my sort of
0: establishment. Of you want to understand what we can provide? A feeling of genuine companionship and friendship that you've never felt in your life, and that's why you are the way you are.
1: Well, I appreciate that. You are
0: such a heart, dear.
1: I really I, look I, forward I was, to talking I, more with you.
0: I, I, I was talking to Flint, but... Uh, thanks! Ah,
1: ah. <laughs> yeah, no, she's just interposing herself in there. Um, would you like to go downstairs to yeah. that sort of side room?
4: Yeah, if... Just for a little aside.
1: All right. So as you make your way down and she waves goodbye, you see the crocodile-minded woman and the leopard-minded man just kind of leering at you as you go out, just their eyes trained on you the entire time. You make your way down that flight of stairs. And you notice at this point, like, the music had basically stopped during your, or at least gone down in tempo as it went in but now has kind of gone back up a lot of uh sort of wonky sort of sounds that do kind of work in like a a new orleans mixed jazz way but there's always like an element of of uneasiness to it that seems to hallmark the entire aesthetic of this building and as you make your way down the steps and uh you see uh one escort that she basically called upon to show you to the sort of private brothel room do you step inside
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So they lead you in, open the curtain, and close it, and you come into a finely decorated room with a sort of vanity mirror, same sort of drapes everywhere, some incense burning in the corner, a very dirty window kind of overlooking the upper part of the city. You can see, like, light streaming in through it. And as you are, like, turning up the lights in here, um, you notice that there is a figure in the sheets that you did not notice immediately upon coming in. Warso, or Johnny, would you like to go ahead and introduce your character?
5: So am I in the bed?
1: Yeah, you are in the bed. You have been in there for a few minutes, maybe half an hour, hour, you're not sure.
5: You kind of dozed off a little bit. Gotcha. Um, Well, I guess I'll be completely just naked. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) With, with With the sheets, obviously cover me up but i'm still naked under. <laughs> okay uh do i see them walk by or you they... currently have three figures suddenly
1: turned surprised that there is anyone else in this room oh they're in my room they have walked into the room that you had fallen asleep in
5: gotcha uh, i just wake up and i say oh well hello
0: <laughs> you okay, your par- pardon sir i i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry looking away looking away <laughs>
5: I think this room is occupied. I want to ask if someone could throw me my pants.
2: So where are they? I'll do <laughs> that. Okay.
1: Uh, you 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 see a figure below the bed frame, just toss the pants up to you. <laughs> you are now aware that there's a halfling in this room.
5: <laughs> All right.
4: So that's how big the bed is. Jeez.
5: <laughs> Pretty tall, yeah. Quite luxurious. Queen-sized. Uh, I'm Queen going to get off on the opposite side of the bed and put my pants on. All uh, right. Might get a Thank glance at sharing. my butt cheeks. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, put my pants on, I started getting dressed, and then I introduce myself. So I'm a talkable guy. Talkative guy. Yeah. What do you, what do you say? So, nice to meet you. I'm Warso. Hey, Warso.
2: <laughs> I'm, uh... I'm going to whisper to Skew. I'm going to whisper to Soup. Gendon or Flint? (laughs) Um,
0: Soup just kind of looks around, cautiously just double-checking that he's decent.
3: Are
4: are we (laughs) alone in here? Like, is it just Warso? Is the the escort leading us here still there?
1: No, they just let you into the room and stepped out because they were ordered to give you privacy.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) so Soup just kind of like takes a quick check to make sure that Warso's decent and turns around, and goes, "I'm Dave."
5: <laughs> well, nice oh. to meet you, Dave. Flint.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I guess he knows me as Flint. Oh, oh okay. shit! You you
5: you
1: would rec- you recognize the wanted posters.
2: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, Hugo will Hugo will keep distance and say. It. <laughs> Eventually, I'll be recognized. Unless...
1: Roll me a history check, Warso.
3: <laughs> history check
2: for Hugo Brastly.
3: That That's cold. That is
2: Hugh,
5: cold.
0: Are you saying Hugo is a historical figure? I think it's more of a compliment than anything.
5: Uh, fourteen.
1: <laughs> oh, this guy—he's that musician, Hugo Brastly.
5: Oh, okay. I've heard of you.
4: Always to know the name still carries a little bit of weight.
2: <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I flipped my personality back to Flint. What are you doing in this room? This was supposed to be a private conversation.
5: <laughs> I was sleeping, man. Y'all came in to hear me.
0: Flint, Flint here, we, can, me. we can work this out calmly.
5: Okay. okay. Don't
0: forget to take deep breaths, one <laughs> at a time.
3: <laughs>
5: Do We have to go through
0: this exercise again. <laughs>
3: Right, right. Deep breaths.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh,
4: thank you. Um, business mm. with Caledonia. We need to discuss amongst ourselves. Uh, if you if you need a moment to gather your things, I'm sure it's fine. You won't understand a word. Now, I'll turn to the group and I'll say So something's definitely up with those uh chained individuals
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's kind does... of unsettling
4: mm-hmm. it, why do i get the feeling i don't know it feels like she wants to do that to destiny
2: hmm. uh... i also have the feeling that the necklace sounds as important as the one that gilded had
0: yeah about the yeah. about the interesting individuals uh, I wanted to take a look at them, maybe have a conversation with them. I'm just thinking of, of if it's possible for me to sneak back in there as as Spider Dave. If, if it's pos- if, if it's pos- I'm just thinking if it's possible for me to hold that magic that allows me to to speak with animals while doing that. though I don't know if that kind of magic would even work on those people. I can't, I'm not really sure you know what the Paragons would consider them as at this point. Because I saw those eyes They're gone
3: mm.
2: That's truly hard
0: Yeah, it's, it's real scary
4: I don't know if it would be wise To sneak in To a woman as powerful as that Personal quarters Especially on just a hunch that you don't know Will work
3: mm, True
4: See for now talk to the girl we find out what's going on
0: also we need to be careful about what we're saying we don't know who's actually listening
1: yeah you you look in the background and there's just like that that sort of bluish skinned individual like goes to what you think was like a lampshade with a shirt draped over it holds the shirt off there's just like a huge freaking great (laughs) axe leaned up (laughs) against the wall
0: i think that it is in our best interest to do exactly as Miss Cranberry Caledonia says, and I will personally ensure that that is carried out. I look down at Hugo and wink.
4: <laughs> I I like kind of look between Morso and Genjin Flint, and say, "Wow, you two must get along mighty fine."
2: <laughs> I like your taste in weapons.
4: <laughs> well, thank you we can have another <laughs>
1: you you oh, wait, see that. that you also noticed too or so that the uh, goliath man this this wanted criminal who you know you're vibing with uh is just lugging around this huge ass sledgehammer
3: mm-hmm.
1: that they seem to be carrying like it's a mall well, I
5: like your I like your hammer
2: thank you <laughs> oh boy this is this is this is true awkward conversation. <laughs> this is like the best walk of shame ever.
3: <laughs>
4: it's just like if you didn't know, like if you just put this audio like over a totally different scene, it would still work. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Huh? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's a
0: different. But I'm sweet. worried about everything. I'm soup. No. <laughs> anyway
2: so what are you guys gonna ask Caledonia
0: well there's a couple things that we can ask about first of all is we first of all is the inventor second of all if she knows anything about uh, what Sky was after the necklace that was on that was on uh, the the victim his name uh,
1: mr. Gilded
0: mr. Gilded. Mr. Gilded's necklace—it's another thing we can ask about.
4: So
1: ask um, about his murder.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Though I have a feeling, if she was personally involved in it, she would not be telling us. Hmm. We gotta ask for something that she has an incentive to actually tell us the truth. Because if it's in information that can incriminate her, she's not gonna tell us. Did Dimitri leave
4: for any reason?
2: Judging by what you said, I think your best shot is about the inventor. The two of you haven't seen Dimitri since
0: she
1: walked in, basically.
3: I hmm.
4: wonder if it would be a good idea to find Dimitri and tell him that we have an opportunity.
0: Uh, Dimitri... I caught him on the way out. Uh, yeah, that, yeah Dimitri's taken off to work on his personal matters. Uh, remind me about that. We can- we can talk a little bit more about him later. Uh, maybe- maybe when we catch a- when we catch a- when we catch the inn or something.
3: Alright. Then... <sighs>
4: murder, necklace, or inventor? Could ask just... How's the inventor connected with the murder and the necklace? Get it all in one.
0: <laughs> well, I believe we're looking for the inventor because we, there's, uh, Dimitri said he has a suspicion that the inventor is the reason, you know, everything happened in the first place with, with your droids going haywire and such.
4: <sighs> those bastards.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: What would we ask? Hmm. At least need to phrase a question.
0: There was a necklace stolen from Mr. Gilded. Could you figure out what was its significance?
4: And why would the inventor be...
2: That's a two-part question, though. I don't think she'd let that fly.
1: Well, she said that she'd be willing to, you know, do you more favors if you could see her task done to perfection.
4: Okay. Okay. So we'll keep that. We'll keep that two part question. See what we can accomplish.
0: Let's give her the first part now so she can start looking into it. How's that sound?
4: Sounds good to me.
0: All right. How are we
4: phrasing it again?
0: Just. When Mr. Gilded was murdered, a necklace was taken off his, his person. What is it? And what is its significance? Okay. And Hugo, I believe you should you're the best to deliver that question. I don't think she's a tap to listen to me.
3: Hmm.
0: For the better, honestly.
4: <laughs> Very well. Let's get back in there then. And get this over with.
0: Uh pleasure to meet you, hey. Warsaw.
5: Yeah. I didn't mean to eavesdrop but it sounds like y'all are going on an adventure sometime
4: <laughs> I hold up uh the glowing little arrest bracelet and say <laughs> uh, uh an adventure of sorts you could call it that
5: well could you guys use a fourth
3: you know?
0: Sky is busy from my understanding that she'll makes... be back
1: soon, she said.
0: Yeah, she said she'll be back. But you know, a group of four is 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 usually
5: It's a nice more round relevant. number.
0: Are you going to ask for some kind of fee from us for this?
5: Uh is there a fee? I mean Would there be one available?
0: Uh uh. I can <laughs> ask my employer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's not coming from my personal funds. It's I have just about enough for, for groceries, times being for they, snack, times and for being, dessert, and here, for feeding the snails.
4: I'll 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 shush, soup a little bit and say. <laughs> times being as they are, go rewards are running a bit thin on this. But seeing is, <clears throat> with what we're doing, there's potential for. Things to be found. Things to be gotten. Sure, one, if you're there, you can take part in any of the-
2: We, sp- can, sp- we can put in a good word with you and Cranberry. All right, Two, I'm good with that.
4: A good word with her and three, I can dip into my coffers a little bit. Should the compensation be required more than the adventure? But give, um, give us a moment. Wait outside the, wait outside Caledonia's door while we go in and give us her question.
5: Give her a question. I'll be be right here.
4: Okay.
1: So you're just going to go ahead and leave this fellow whose, uh, room you had intruded upon, tread upon, Mm -hmm. uh, and go upstairs to deliver Cranberry your decision. When you arrive back up there, um, you notice uh, both of the individuals, the bestial individuals uh, in the collars, are currently in the process of chewing on what looks like some, some sort of meat that you cannot identify. In um, each of their own, you see that the woman seems to be gnawing on it in a very pragmatic fashion, while the other one just seems to be like doing a mix of licking and tearing on it the elven man. When you come back in, she instantly like turns around by like reaching into a sack with like a bloody glove on her hand as she seems to be tossing them bits of meat. And she looks at you and says, oh, hello there. And she just walks up to you with the bloody right gloved hand and she says, I take it that uh, you figured out what you want?
4: Yes. The night Portsmouth Gilded was murdered, he was wearing Ooh. a necklace and that was stolen seemingly you know as the reason he was killed what is
1: it i'm and what is i might what is it and what is its it certificate? i can say that a little birdie might have passed me a bit of significance about that necklace but a girl needs some time to call her friends and her contacts so you go help out with the job come back here she like looks at hugo and gesturing with her blood-soaked glove hand. Mm. Two of us can uh, you know, chit-chat a little bit about what exactly that necklace was. I can assure you. I'll bring you an answer that you'll wanna come here for.
4: Must be a strong answer then.
1: Mm. Let's just say that there's been a bit of chit-chat.
4: But off you go
1: not still young and i would hate to have anything happen to my dear sweet destiny
4: yeah totally understand
2: as we turn around
4: yeah night's still young and i'd love a reason to get out of here
2: wait night's not still young, isn't it like almost sunrise it is very very late you looking out of the
1: window the sky is still not light yet but you imagine probably soon sometime in the next hour the sky is going to start getting light okay Yeah. Oh.
0: Young means something different to everyone.
1: It's like five or so in the morning. All
2: right,
3: All well, right. let's go and pick
2: let's, up Warso Let's pick up Warso very,
1: very, end of the business hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Warso Yeah. Did are you are you just sticking around? What are you doing?
4: <laughs> We're coming to get you. Yeah. You
1: We're see cool a fi- you see that there's a figure who's actually approached you, and she says. Oh, my dear, honey, it's uh chastity.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm terribly sorry if uh, I had to hop out there for a hot minute. You want to go for round two?
5: Now, unfortunately, I got some business to attend to.
1: Mm. Well, as long as you're making those coins, I'm more than happy to pick them up. Yep.
5: That's the whole point.
1: <laughs> the three of you come down <laughs> on the scene. As you uh, see this uh this this half elven woman of darker skin just kind of drift back into the uh the room leaving a, a little red kiss on Warso's cheek.
3: That
0: explains why he was naked.
5: <laughs> why else would he be naked? Start to blush a little Did bit.
0: You think this was a hotel? I mean I was naked in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> you know people have many reasons for being undressed.
2: We are in a brothel slash bar slash casino. You,
0: you think I'm not actively trying to suppress that information in my mind? <laughs>
2: Clearly, you haven't you been in this many brothels, bars, or casinos.
1: May I mention this? This is like right next to the stairs going down, so you're having this conversation about 15 feet away from Warso.
0: Right. Oh hi, Warso. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
5: hey.
4: Stoop. Warso, I'm, I'm sure. You...
1: They introduced themselves as Dave. Yeah, it's you Dave.
0: Gotta... Yeah, Dave. <laughs> hey, Dave. <laughs> hi, I'm Dave.
3: <laughs>
4: right. Um, I suppose we should brief you a little bit on what what this will entail, Warsaw. All right. Um, are we just walking straight out of here?
1: If you want to like talk and walk, if you want to wait to talk until you're out of the casino floor, you I'll still have your beads on you. Except for Warsaw probably has like a little festive pin on his lapel. Yeah. Serves a similar purpose.
4: Those things probably count for re-entry, don't they?
0: Oh, Yeah. I've yeah. always got more spiders in me. Wait, that sounded bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrifying. You see a uh a,
1: a male escort holding a platters' Hodorfs uh is currently holding like a sort of uh spider legs dipped in hollandaise sauce? <laughs> Uh, Are they free? They lean forward and offer you to take one, no, or as them. many as you'd like. This is a house of pleasure.
5: I'll hmm. take just one. I'll take
1: one All as right. well. <laughs> They're deep fried like tarantula legs.
5: Ooh.
1: My I am
0: staring at the both of them in horror. <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
1: it tastes like it's it's like it's like kind of like a French fry, more like kind of like almost like fried crab meat.
5: I'll take another one
1: delicious all right
5: take it off i'm gonna hand it to dave <laughs> try,
0: try it, it. <laughs> now look at it.
1: it smells salty
2: Ah. well if you're not gonna eat it i will certainly take another
0: wait i need to honor the dead <laughs> 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 may may you be honored In the hands of the paragon.
2: Can I just push her out the door? I'm just gonna I'm just I'm pushing Steve out the door as they're doing this.
1: This is all happening as you are making your way out of the casino. (laughs) Um, you see that there's not a lot of eyes on you because it looks like they're everyone's leaning over that center cage that you saw when you came in and seem to be like shouting and yelling like, No, don't go that way, you idiots! Ah!" And you see like some smoke rising from one of the pits.
4: Oh. So there's the... The
1: thieves gambit someone has apparently attempted. And uh, some bets are handed out depending on those who thought how long he or she would have lasted. You see, it was like a sort of timer. An analog timer above it. It's like, alright, folks, who had, who had three minutes and 14 seconds? Three minutes, 14 seconds. Anyone? Anyone? Below three...
0: That number reminds me of pie. Like the dish?
1: <laughs> You're still holding a fried spider leg that you are crying over.
0: I as you get shoved hand- it out the door. I casually hand it over, I ha- casually hand it, like, slowly hand it to Gendon after I finished honoring it.
1: Gendon, you have a, br- uh, uh, a blessed spider leg french fry. Okay. Munch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm, I'll go over to Dave's like, I think you need some deep breaths.
0: I do, I really
2: do. All right, then, come on. I'm not, i don't, <laughs> in. In. in, out. In out. <laughs>
0: now, I'll assure you, I'm not a vegan. It's just specifically spiders I feel very connected to.
5: They go, it has an onion ring. Not that doesn't look word. like a tailbone.
4: <laughs> now that we're out of the club and not mm-hmm. susceptible to being listened to, I'll uh, I'll talk to War- Warso. Right, so real introductions this time. You know me, I'm Hugo, but uh, my friends here, we had to go in this dis- with disguises. This is not Dave, their name is Sue and it's not Flint but due to some special circumstances... Uh, I is...
2: am Flint.
4: <laughs> okay, good point. But also, this is Gendon.
0: Um... He is Gendon on the inside. Yes. On every level except physical, he is Gendon. <laughs> 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 oh, no.
2: Uh, don't, don't ask about it. Just bear with me here. I'm I'll, I'm just I'll ask as, later. yeah, I'm just as unhappy about this body as you probably are.
4: <laughs> you may have heard about a explosion and weird man- magical phenomenon at a an, a venue called the Crocodiles Gown. An important man, Portsmouth Gilded, was murdered and a necklace stolen. We're being blamed in for his murder, though we and um, another companion of ours are innocent. So we're on a quest to prove our innocence, but that requires talking to
2: uh,
4: her. And now
2: being she's taken a liking to you.
5: I know, I don't like it. Who's this uh, her? Calleddanberry?
0: Caledonia, I am Barry? Caledonia I've heard himself.
5: Heard. I've heard about her yeah never met her heard about her
4: good keep it that way <laughs> so she's told us to find a runaway of hers destiny found in a two-roof shack in the sinking area of the city and convince her why she should come back it doesn't sound like she should come back that
5: sounds a little weird but
4: We have to try.
5: I'm more than happy to help y'all.
4: And also retrieve this necklace that she stole from Caledonia. Okay, that's where we're at right now. But we know this is some this somehow has to be she somehow has to be tied up with or at least know something about murder it's the only reason I'm still talking to her
0: yeah she was she was there that night
4: she was there um oh we probably should have found Dimitri and told him we're leaving
2: whoops
0: uh Dimitri's Dimitri's long gone I talked to him on his way out
2: okay okay then let's get ourselves to the sunken part of town
0: Yep.
1: Alright, uh... We have, like, an Electrovol logo appear in the middle of the screen and spin like Batman and... <laughs> <doo-doo-doo-doo>.
3: <laughs>
1: As we cut to... cut ahead to where all of you have left the sort of can- the faint luminescent glow like swamp lights of the Spirit Ward towards a much darker part of the city. Mind you, there's always a sort of radiance that shines down upon here. But the light is much more dispersed and gives you kind of dark silhouettes in the reflections of the water as you kind of walk across. The, the sunken part of the city, or the sunken, um, was clearly once a fine area of townhouses and apartments that kind of lined themselves up like row houses almost but clearly many of them have sunken down to the swamp. You see some of them have actually sunken down so far where they were clearly like a two or three-story building, and there is only their roof barely hanging up above the water, kind of half submerged with what you can make out to be uh, crocodiles just lounging on the nearby banks. There's little turtles and fish that you can see, and then as you make your way further from the more populated parts you kind of just find yourself in a maze of old broken planks and loose stones and the tops of buildings and the various ways they are connected there are maybe a few hunched figures you can see crouching through and maybe you see like maybe one person playing a trumpet on a faraway bank probably 500 feet from you and what's more is you can actually see fireflies Drifting around this part of the bog city.
3: Oh, yay! Hmm.
1: This part being a little bit more wild than the rest of Electable. And if anything, Soup, it gives you a sense of familiarity despite the alien nature and. Yeah.
2: It almost
0: feels like home. Definitely
4: does not feel like home.
2: I'm getting somewhere.
0: I'm just curious, on the way here, uh, for the sake of my wild shapes, did we get, like, a short rest or anything? Or because we were walking, we don't get anything like that?
1: Uh, you didn't stop or request a short okay. rest. If you would like to take one here, but that would be an extra hour.
0: That would be an extra hour. I think I'll- I, I, have, I have an extra wild shape in me. So I think I'm good.
5: How's our visibility? Walking through. The um... Bed? Dark
1: place. Making your way through here, it's like one of those things where, like, uh, does anyone have any light sources themselves? I would say, like, the biggest danger is, like, misplacing your step. Like, seeing where there's actual paths, it's like walking through a bog at night, and if anyone has ever done that, uh, I confess to have done that a few times in my life. You really have to be vigilant for, like, pitfalls and, you know, stream beds and stuff like that.
0: I mean, soup, soup's got their lantern. I can light yep. that
1: So kind of dangling that in front of you um, has a sort of solemn group walking single file along the planks laid into the mud and connected between these buildings. You do eventually see that one building that kind of stands out a little bit more. just kind of in the middle of the wider pool that is the mire above one of these streams that seems to connect to the actual parts like the salty part of the water. The water all here seems to smell fresh but as you would get closer to an elevation to the actual swamp it would get much more brackish so it's actually created a a unique ecosystem in this part as well because this is all like the runoff water from the upper part of the city
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah soup soup takes out like a giant their giant ladle staff and uses their druid craft to like light the mushrooms inside the lantern that's hanging off the end of it
1: more so you've never seen anything like that before
5: no i have not <laughs> intriguing i've never seen something like that
1: as you are making your way towards this destination that cranberry described in loose terms is there any conversation you want to have
2: um so what do we do to like look for her do we say like do we call for destiny Do we say here kitty kitty <laughs> kitty
0: I don't think that's how you deal with ladies. <laughs> I mean, what if uh if, could it could have Unless be, they're um, into that. I have met a few,
4: but it's possible that the uh this destiny child we're looking for is um <laughs> is like the, the catman,
2: the alligator woman. Oh,
3: okay. You know?
4: Maybe she's uh not all there? And Yeah little animalistic well but, <clears throat> go ahead it's to steal a necklace so maybe she is fully fully human
0: I guess we'll have to see when we get there there's there's the rumor and if anything if someone's seen her around there then there might be someone new nearby who knows where she went or some way to track her
2: okay
5: Do we and
2: see
4: anyone? Oh, Hugo will say. So what's your story, big man?
5: Well, I got here uh, to do a job. And after uh, that job was complete. I just kind of stuck around. But money's getting tight. And, you know, I've been on a quest for not so much a quest, but trying to solve some murders and stuff like that there's some supernatural forces at hand with it so
4: <clears throat> wait another murder with supernatural forces somehow involved in it
5: a couple of them.
4: Uh, huh. these jobs oh. are you uh required to sign any sort of you know non-disclosure things um, or is this information that could potentially be useful
5: there's, there's no what's the word for it there's no contingencies for it but uh I was in the process of looking for a group of people to help me out
0: interesting alright so you're like some kind of private investigator
5: you could say that
0: we could use someone like that that's how convenient. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, all the great spores of the sky have a line to show us the way. So nice.
2: Those aren't spores.
0: <laughs> you know, I've seen I've I've seen them in a way none of y'all have ever seen them. I know they're spores.
1: Also, this close to Electrovol, there is way too much light pollution to see the stars
4: just imagining like soup saying like today have shown us the way and then just tripping in a puddle
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: and on top of that the
0: sky is just vaguely orange because of all the light pollution
1: Warsaw yeah. you hear a voice in your head be on guard remember the time we fought wisps in this part of the city, do not be lulled into dark corners and see that others are not prayed as victims. Got it. You say got it out loud?
2: Yep. Alright.
0: Yeah, he gets it. He gets the sky is full of spores. <laughs> like, I get their technical name, but Why I don't Why would know you what they agree with are. Soup
5: here, more so?
0: Because I'm right.
5: Oh, yeah. I was agreeing with her. Spores, uh. spores
3: in
0: this guy. I seen them. Ow, oh, yeah. you seen them? And I just kind of casually just pull out like a mushroom from like from like, <laughs> <laughs> a, like
3: <laughs> probably. In my probably
1: <laughs> I would say it was probably soups and Hugo's passive insight. You would realize that Warsaw was kind of just spacing out when he said "got it." <laughs> <laughs> Interpret that how you will.
0: Just 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 hold up a, a thick you know real thick specimen of the good stuff. Eh?
2: We can't we can't go giving drugs to people we just met soup.
0: First impression. It's medicine. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for the soul.
4: First impression soup.
2: How many how many times have you done this before?
0: Uh I mean, at home,
1: it's my job. So, as you are making your way there, you do realize that you are essentially on the sort of embankment that is this ruined building. It seems as though it was once two stories tall. It is now only the top story that has sunken into the water. You can see the structural damage and like the concrete has crumbled apart, loose rebar. Clearly a building that has been here since before Electroval was built on the ruins of Electrol. Pre-eclipsing. And you can just see a faint little bit of electricity, like, sparking in there. Like a slightly fritzing light bulb that needs to be changed.
5: Um, So so it's pretty dark in here?
1: It's pretty dark out here. Like, you've got, like, a massive visage of, like, a city above, like, a wall of dark. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like as if there's like a <clears throat> giant tiered city in front of you, and you're just on like the swamp outside of it, basically. But yeah. there's like these structures sinking into the swamp outside. Gotcha. So like half of your horizon's dominated by electrovol But this here, it, it's it's strange because like you're you're on the opposite side of where the light's shining, so you're like you're looking at it. So it's just a dark silhouette of a building, and you see a little bit of light inside of it. Gotcha. But everything else is completely dark and kind of blurry from having to look towards the light.
2: I'm going to motion for everyone to be quiet, and I'll make a perception check. See if I hear anything. Roll a perception check.
1: 19. You would probably, not just hear, but kind of paying attention to your senses. You kind of tune yourself (laughs) to having stayed vigil at night with your tribe. Watching shadows, setting up lanterns to actually like track shadows being crossed across the uh, the dunes and the, the crags of the wasteland. You see a faint sort of shifting shadow where that energy, that light bulb seems to be fritzing. There would appear to be at least one figure inside the building.
2: Someone's in there.
0: i'll be stealth
5: mm. you are we sneaking in i can try
4: we could always go the uh friendly friendly door-to-door salesman technique but I, imagine <laughs> I don't it's a little, think uh, those tend to
0: come here. around here
2: we're not selling vacuum cleaners <laughs> <laughs>
0: i think a water pump might be a better thing to sell
5: (laughs) i'm down with knocking on a door trying to sell a water pump
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's a plan at least sure
3: but also at the same time before
2: we try that
0: (laughs) at the same time if you're in this part of town do you have the ability to invest in a water pump?
2: <laughs> Good, point. Good point. Okay. This Maybe... could be destiny here. I mean, we're...
0: I don't think I don't... we're destined to sell water pumps, Gandon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm saying there could be destiny in that house she's taking refuge in the house oh. if we knock on the door and they were okay. selling a water pump she would not understand
0: okay we can try to sneak in
2: okay okay all right let's do it then here all right. i'm not all that good at sneaking so me neither How about we stay on this side of the house, and you guys cross the other side. And if she does decide to run from you, she'll come over here. Yeah.
1: You would notice that this this inlet only basically has one bridge going back and forth, and it's not even that well made. Like, three feet wide. And no railing.
0: All right, so if anything, we can trap her. And then we've got two powerful individuals here in order to stop her, so we can have a polite convert. That sounds wrong.
2: Does that sound like a plan? I'm not going to
0: think about that. It does sound like a plan.
2: Okay. (laughs) All right.
1: What's
4: the plan? We're going to leave the two big boys Um, if she tries to flee.
2: I'll keep watch on the light that I can kind of see.
1: (laughs) So like Soup and Hugo as like the faces are going to go ahead and then once you get to the door Gienden and Warsaw are going to basically just kind of man the uh, door.
4: Yeah. We can even at least do some just some like reconnaissance in the house and then exit if we wanted to do the knock hello technique. (laughs)
1: Um, right. So you're going to sneak ahead, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the two of you are going to stay on the bank. That's fine. So as you make your way over to the other side of the bank, and you get onto like the actual like mud and silt and crumbled concrete, you go and soup. Go ahead, roll stealth checks as you attempt to move silently.
3: Oh.
0: All right.
4: Okay, we are uh, we are starting off well. I got a add right. 20 Oh. I did not.
0: I did not do nearly as well, but a 14 is still decent
4: that is pretty good
1: so the two of you are you making your way through the building and just trying to move quietly as you can
3: mm-hmm.
1: all right as you step within this interior space clearly once a loved and care for frame has fallen apart through the time of weather and age and uh swampy humidity Wallpaper has faded and curled and begun growing with shelves of mold and fungus. The windows themselves all broken, probably most likely due to uh, vandalists seeking to find something still intact that they could break down further. The noises you hear in here, you hear the faint humming of a light bulb. But you also hear the sound of lapping water, and a slight cursing of a feminine voice. No, please, not another hole. How many more can I patch? Unaware of your presence. If Hugo, with his natural 20, would like to peek around the corner, you can see not noticing you in this space is a single figure dressed in a very fine white silk gown wearing a sort of a sweater that seems to or a sort of jacket that seems to not really match her dress and is currently in the process of trying to uh, stabilize and prepare and currently patch this sort of canoe that is certainly tied within the interior of this broken space, leading it like a, almost a sort of makeshift dock. Like the concrete shelf descends into the water, and she's kind of standing ankle high in the water, her dress getting all wet in the process and murky, um, as she is attempting to figure out how to make this canoe work. and If you want to, you could dip your head behind and, and whisper, and speak to Soup.
4: Yeah, I will do that. Soup.
1: She's trying. You don't. You can. You can stage whisper.
4: Okay. Soup. She's trying to fix a canoe.
0: Aha, uh-huh. so she's trying to get out. Yeah. Oh dear.
3: I think.
1: You also saw she was not armed at all. You could not see any visible weapons.
3: Right.
0: Oh dear, that's a... T- I, I understand. I don't completely understand her situation, but I mean, I'm from there and based on based on what you're describing, she's not going to survive a day.
1: You hear the sounds of bubbling and then just sobbing and like a, the sound of like a splashing of like her knees going into the water.
4: Okay. Um, is there another way to the I mean, there's got to be another way to the water from the house. If she's-
1: I mean, you could theoretically walk around, but from what you saw, like how this building is built on the embankment, like you would have to be wading through the swampy water of this part of the city. Get around there.
0: stop her. We need to stop her. What she's doing right now is she... She might be killed within a half day if she really decides to go out like that. Uh, how do we do so gently?
4: I was... I was hoping for us the digitation could count it, keep catching a little boat.
3: Hmm. Like
1: the, I want to redefine that the sound that you heard sounded like the canoe sinking into the water and her sobbing in response to Oh, okay. I thought she just started walking off. No, no, no. That was like her knees going into the water. She was, if Hugo were to peek around again, Mm -hmm. he could see that she is, the the canoe just kind of sinks onto the platform she's on and she just seems distraught, not able to get it to work.
0: I don't want to startle her. Should we try to bring, you know what? If she discovers us, she'll be a lot more calm. Then like if, if then if we approach her, if she has a reason to approach us. You get what I'm saying? Mind if I try something, Hugo?
4: Sorry about that. Um could you say that
0: again? It might be better if if we encourage her to approach us instead of us coming out to to her. You mind if I you mind if I try something, Hugo? Go oh, for it. All right. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use um, I'm going to use Nature's Disciple and use one charge to cast Shape Water and kind mm-hmm. of use it to push the canoe to the surface using Shape Water. And so I, when you can, mm-hmm.
1: keep keep talking,
0: and basically since that's not concentration, I can have that effect there. Once I do that, I'm gonna um kind of druid craft almost like a a glowing like a little glowing path that leads from like the heart of the canoe around the hall to us. So she can so she can kind of come to us instead of us coming. To her. So
1: when you cast a spell, like you do kind of reveal yourself at an extent. Mm -hmm. And this is your first time ever really channeling the magic of the staff you found on Flint's body (laughs) uh, before I was resurrected as Gienden. And as a form shifts out and that sort of... And like I'm almost imagining like with your druid craft, like you raise the canoe up, the water drains out. And then, like, you create, like, a plug in it. Are you, like, trying to fix the canoe at all?
0: I'm not trying to, like, I'm not exactly trying to fix the canoe because I personally don't want to encourage her to go out there because I know how dangerous it is.
1: But you do kind of create this, this, like, glowing trail of spores that drift around the corner. And she, you hear, like, a little bit, you see her, too, for the first time. She's Mm -hmm. got very delicate uh, hair that seems almost like a stratus, blue skin, clearly a ganasi.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And she sounds surprised And she looks over at you As you take a step into the shadows You're not him Warso and Gienden You hear the sounds Of lumbering footsteps behind you As two figures you can make out In front of you Are stepping forward and say Hey There's our patch of dirt What are you doing here Out of the way And they're just gonna like try to shoulder past you
2: Excuse us We're on business with the twisted dagger So if you could Mm -hmm. kindly stay out of our way
1: I don't care about the twisted dagger We got business to uh, talk with With our associate inside And you are in the way Mind you these two individuals are like a head shorter than you Probably about a little taller than (coughs) Warso But as they're saying that He says i don't think you understand our friend here has business as well and that's when you hear the sounds of water dripping and concrete and mud slurping and sludging as a shadow from the light of the city looms above both of you as a massive bulbous form holding a great club looks down at the two of you like four or five times the size of Yenden in body mass fuck <laughs> and that is where we are going to leave it there and we are going to roll initiative
5: next episode alright what hey everyone Johnny here if you want to listen to more of me you can find me over at Majestic Geese Network primarily on One Shot Onslaught and Halfway to Heroes thank you take care
2: you have been listening to Electrovol, as featured on Dice Carnival We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember to bend from the knees when lifting heavy objects.